Hello and welcome to The Dirt, Quick and Dirty, in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. Series one of The Dirt proper may have finished last week, but we wanted to keep in touch with each other and with you, as well as keeping up our garden chat. So we'll be doing some informal talks between ourselves, roughly weekly, and we hope you enjoy them. As ever, I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine, and I'll be joined by Blake and Rose, who like me, and possibly you as well, are trying to figure out this whole working from home thing. So they'll join us from their homes shortly. Before we catch up and talk all things gardening, I thought I'd give you some quick ideas and tips on what you can be getting on with in your garden this week, whether that's on your own, with your kids, or if you're gardening for the very first time. Although we've been seeing a fair bit of sunshine this week, do make sure you remember to keep a cloche or fleece protection handy for outdoor sowings. Temperatures can still dip, so make sure young plants are well protected, even if it is looking sunny outside. If the weather does take a turn, now is the perfect time to head to your potting shed with a nice cup of tea and spend some time dividing and replanting herbs, such as mint and chives, as well as pricking out and potting on basil seedlings. You'll just need to remove them from your propagator and transplant them into pots filled with a gritty compost mixture. This is a good opportunity to enjoy extra family time in the garden too, and encouraging little ones to get involved. Plants like strawberries and peas are usually big hits with all ages, and there are plenty of great projects you can work on as a family, such as creating bug hotels or making bird feeders. We'd love to see anything you make, so do get in touch on our social media channels. That's a few ideas you can use in your garden this week, so now let's see what the rest of the team are up to. First, let's say hello to Blake. Hi, Laura. And to Rose. Hello. Hi, both of you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very good. The sun is shining again after a bit of a drizzly morning, so everything is looking nice outside. Nothing is making me happier than the fact that we're calling this little mini-series Quick and Dirty. It's making me laugh over and over. I I did think we had to address that in some way, so I'm glad you dived straight in. Straight away. (laughs) There was no other name. No, there really isn't. Um. So what have you two been up to in your gardens this week? I've been busy. Um, I've been especially busy because uh, I wanted to get loads of seeds in. So I've done that. Um, The weather's been really, really nice. And we've obviously got more time at home. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity to get some veg in, which Mm. I've done. But I've also wanted to do something a little bit different. And I had um, this coffee plant barista right packet of seeds and it's a house plant so I thought I'd just give it a go it's been they've been sitting there for like a year so I've kind of been a bit lazy about getting them into some soil yeah I've had them for ages. <laughs> well, you must be, when isolation kicks in is when those sorts of things yeah. start coming out I was, like, I was like what can I do with myself now that I'm just sitting at home oh, I was like, I know. Those seeds have been sitting there for ages so not going to pretend that I know loads about how to grow a coffee plant you will um not particularly my expertise at all but if you're not an expert at something try and become one so exactly. I've been doing some research and by that I mean I've read the back of the packet um <laughs> and I've got them in some soil so you had to soak them for 24 hours which you do with other things I know that um like aubergine and other seeds and stuff you can you sometimes do it to help with germination mm. um so I put them in 
a glass, left them in some water overnight, and then I did something really stupid. Right. Tell us. I came down in the evening and went to go and get some a drink to take up with me to bed, and I was like, I'll just reuse this glass that's on the side to save on washing up. Oh, no. And I took a sweet mouthful of coffee beans. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I know. I mean, did it taste of coffee? <laughs> no, it didn't. I Cold coffee. So luckily I hadn't put all of them in there because I was like, can I, is it a bit weird to now just carry on with these beans that I've spat out? So I <laughs> I then got some more out of the packet and soaked them and started from scratch. So, but they've now gone into a pot. Um, I've covered it with plastic because it's it said on the back of the packet to keep them quite moist. So, and obviously they're they're indoors. They want quite warm conditions. So I will keep you updated on whether they germinate. I'm yeah, really I hoping they will. A, I thought for a second there you were saying I've covered them so that I can't try and eat them again by accident. What, the soil. <laughs> <laughs> desperate times. Desperate this measures. must be this must be chocolate brownie mix. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. And and Blake, didn't you also say that you've got a new gardening book on the go? I have actually. I've got which a book one is called, it? It's um, a new one that's coming out called "No Fear Gardening" by Charlie Hart and um, right. "How to Think Like a Gardener." So, got this book. Um, usually, with gardening books, they're often quite project-driven, aren't they? They're quite practical. Yeah. So they're not the sort of thing you just sit down and read from front to back. They're kind of something you'd go to as a reference. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, it's really, really nice because it's actually the sort of thing that you can just sit down and get stuck into. I'm really enjoying it. So I've been reading it on and off, and it's got loads and loads of info on on kind of taking the fear factor out of gardening. And it's just a lovely read, which That's I think so is good. what we need right now. Has it got nice pictures? Um, It's actually black and white, so it's, it's oh, got okay. pictures in it. But, um, the front cover is beautiful. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now that I always judge a book by its cover. I know you shouldn't. <laughs> I do as cover well. I think you can't help I got drawn in. Has it got lots of like flowers and vegetables? Yeah, it's, a, it's a mix, really. There's some um, flowers and edible flowers and veg and a bit of everything. Something for everyone. I'm really enjoying that. It's what we need at the moment is like a nice read that you can just sort of you know, in the evenings, go to and just learn some stuff. So Yeah, dip into it nice. Yeah, oh, lovely. Definitely. What have you both been up to? Um, not much. I've been in the garden, but mainly weeding with my mum because she said now gotta she's got done. some, yeah, got a bit of free time that she might tackle the garden. But it's always one of those jobs that you think will not take very long and then you're out there for like a whole day and you're like, why is this taking so long? So yeah. I've just been doing that really. Do you find weeding therapeutic or is it not a favourite job? I do. When the we- last week the weather was lovely, it was really sunny. I don't know if it was probably was the same where you were, but it was so nice outside. It really felt like spring and summer was on the horizon. So I did find it quite therapeutic just sort of, you know, like in the evenings because it, was, it doesn't get dark until about six or later now because of the clocks. But mm. yeah, I did find it quite therapeutic. Apart from when all the bugs and the spiders and stuff, I'm a bit of a wuss. <laughs> so if I put up a massive clump of dirt and there's a big spider, I'm like, mom, I can't do this area. You're going to have to do it. Just, oh, for God's sake, Rose, it's just a spider. <laughs> so, therapeutic apart from that, yeah. Yeah, so a bit therapeutic and a bit stressful. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> That's right, really. How about you? Um, well, I was actually wondering 
how you guys have been sort of keeping yourselves social in the garden. And my question to you is going to be, now that we can't really garden with our human gardening friends, have you been joined in the garden by any furry or feathered garden friends? Because I have to say, although both of my actual cats are indoor cats, I also have a stray cat and my next door neighbour has a cat. And those two are both hanging out a lot in the garden, enjoying people being around, jumping in and out of the blowaway cold frame. It's been like a animal party in my garden. Oh, my cat likes to sit in the pond. So sometimes <laughs> what? in the pond. <laughs> not like like water. <laughs> not like really deep in the pond. He likes to watch the fishes, so he'll like be at the edge of it and then he'll just oh. sit there and watch the fishes. So usually he's in the garden. Um and the dogs as well. My sister who has a cat, so if I go around hers, she sometimes takes her cat out for a little walk around the garden on a lead because it's an outdoor <laughs> cat as well. So sometimes he's there. But that's oh. not all the time, that's just occasionally. And your sister has her chickens for garden company as well, doesn't yes, she? She has six now and she's just actually built um an even bigger enclosure for well not in- I don't know if enclosure is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> more pigs or something. But um, like an extra bit that goes out, so more a run, I think that's the word. Mm. So they have even more space because she doesn't let them out fully in her garden because of like foxes and they don't have like um, proper fences between each one. So, mm. but they've got even more room to roam around now. So sometimes I go and see them if I'm around, which is nice. Although I haven't been for a while, but. When I go, when I see her again, I'll see the chickens. You'll have to share some pictures of them or get yes, your sister I'll, to send you yeah. some pictures, which does bring me on to my plea to the dirt, quick and dirty listeners. Um, because <laughs> nothing cheers everybody up quite as much as pictures of cute animals in the garden. If anyone who's listening wants to send us any pictures of their pets in the garden, helping them out, helping them out. You see, <laughs> trying to put a positive spin on the digging up the garden there. Um, we would love to see them. So, Oh, that would cheer me right up. I love, is there anything better than pictures of pets and then also pictures of gardens? So why not combine the two? Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. This is like my ideal Venn diagram of a good photo. <laughs> All you need as well is a cup of tea or a gin in there and... <laughs> don't get drunk if you're using tools though because I feel like that's a recipe for disaster yeah I would say definitely Um, I don't have any pets which is really sad but the cat from two doors down who is called Joey I know because I've heard them calling him um, in the garden and he keeps coming over whenever I'm outside and trying to come in the house, which he's done plenty of times before. But now I've got the door open quite a lot because it's starting to get a bit nicer. He keeps sneaking in. Oh, so he's I not really helping story. me with the gardening, but I keep coming in to find him sat on my bed. I love the story of how he broke into your house. Oh, the day that the cat flap that's on the back door. Yeah, yeah from the last people that lived your house just to sleep yeah. on the bed, didn't he? Cat <laughs> he was like, is, he's a... I was going to say cat truder, but I don't think that quite works. He he just, I came home and the cat flap had been broken on the back door. Literally <laughs> broken he through. He's, like, he's quite a big boy. So he just like, I think he must have barged his way in. And he was, <laughs> he was like, I am coming in. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I know. He's very cheeky. Um, yeah, slightly concerned because he did spend most of winter sleeping on 
um, the where I grow on the on the vertical growing thing. So he kept like making that his bed. So I'm worried that he's going to do that again this year and squash all my plants. Oh no! So I'm going to have to keep You'll an eye to make out. It but at least I'm here during the day, so I can make sure that he's not able to do that. So, do you get much um, wildlife in your gardens? Where you not really time of year obviously but um no not yeah it's not, not too bad considering how central i am in the town you'd think that maybe you wouldn't get um pollinators and stuff but they seem to come in in numbers last year so that's good as i mentioned um before on one of our, one of our team chats before we don't get loads of little birds because we have the giant killer seagulls oh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> they very much patrol the skies around here <laughs> but um yeah we're also quite near a river here so you don't have to go very far to find some wildlife even if the seagulls keep them out of gardens most of the time I did actually um find a, a story about pests and unwanted creatures in the garden from the RHS and it was uh, they've just done their survey for 2019 I think oh, the cat uh, box caterpillar became the most uh, researched or searched pest so that's the worst one apparently if you wanted mm. to know I don't know if you have any problems with um, pests and stuff like that but I just I was reading it earlier today and I, I was just thinking up what's the most um, well, the Britain's worst pest, really, and the box caterpillar is apparently. I was really worried about um, carrot fly last year. I was, yeah, I was certain I was going to get carrot fly problems, but I didn't at all. I don't know why mm. I was so. I just really thought that it was going to be. I'd read so much about it being a problem. That I really thought it was going to be an issue, but I didn't find it at all. And I'm not sure so why did you it suffer was. W- with any particular pests last year or actually it was fine but then I think because vertical growing you're off the ground it actually helps quite a lot so slugs and stuff didn't seem to be that much of an issue um Mm. yeah I think I was I was quite lucky see we have a lot of slug problems in the garden and I've tried various organic methods and last year we tried some of those sheep's wool pellets oh did they work oh yeah where you sort of put them around the plant and then water them they were effective, but I have to say they absolutely stunk. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like the whole garden smelled very strongly of farms. <laughs> and so, so, but I mean, they did work. The plants didn't get eaten, but you just didn't want to spend a huge amount of time. You don't want to sit out there, there and eat really. your dinner outside with the farmyard smell in the background. Oh, sheep. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you going to reuse oh, them no. this year? I feel like that's a good side as to whether something was worth it or not. Or do you think that the um, smell outweighed the what they did? No, I think I probably would give them another go this year. I mean, to be completely honest, I'm grossly underprepared this year. So whether I actually, I can't remember if I actually have any left. So I'm going to have to really start thinking about my pest defences. Are you? Are you both all sorted in that regard I know you said you don't suffer much because of the vertical growing Blake but do you have sort of netting and stuff handy or yeah I've got netting and I've got um like cloches and stuff to keep things away but um yeah I I just didn't suffer any issues really so I'm I'm gonna play it by ear and see how it goes I think at the moment as well it's a bit difficult because you don't know where you're going to be able to get normally you'd go to the garden center and pick up some things but obviously with those we don't know how long they're going to be shut for but a lot of online places are still doing stuff which is really 
good, I think. So you get it delivered to your door. Yeah, my mum was the same as you, Laura. I remember when we were growing up, she had the worst problems of snugs and I can't say slugs, sorry, slugs. I keep saying something else. Not slugs Snugs. and snails. Yeah, yeah, I keep combining them. Um, I think one time, I think she, we used to grow tomatoes and at one point she said, I'm never growing them again because she just couldn't stop them from eating them all and she gave up. It's just quite frustrating when you really want to grow something. Do, um... Do slugs actually eat tomatoes? I didn't realise that. Yeah, I think they eat pretty much anything, don't they? I think um, another thing to try this year with the tomatoes and lettuces and everything that they like to eat, I always think that I'm going to try more companion planting. Oh, yeah. Like put some sacrificial plants in there. It seems like a good idea, doesn't it? And then you forget to do it. And also, how do they know which ones they're allowed to eat? <laughs> you put a little sign on there. I think that's Slugs, the idea. You put something more tempting, this. don't you? You put in like something. What is more tempting than a tomato plant? Yeah, that juicy tomato. For me, peas, but I'm not sure. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to go and sow some more things now. Should we go and sow some more things now and then reconvene at some point yeah. next week? That sounds, sounds good. good. Well, it has been great chatting to you both again. Missed you from the office. I can't wait to see all these pet pictures from the gardens. Make sure you send yes. yours in. That's what we need. So many pet pictures. The more the better. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll catch up next week. We will. And until next time, happy growing. Thanks again for listening to The Dirt in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. Whether you're an accomplished organic grower or just interested in learning about growing in a more natural way, the Organic Gardening Catalogue is for you. They're the one-stop shop for all things garden-related. They've got a fantastic selection of seeds, plants, tools and more. Be inspired by growing organic, whether it be in a garden, an allotment or even on a city balcony. Visit organiccatalogue.com for more. And don't forget to subscribe to The Dirt for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tell your allotment neighbours. We have some really exciting guests coming up and one of them could be you. Do you or someone you know have some great gardening advice, dirty gardening secrets or funny disasters on the plot? Email thedirt at growfruitandveg.co.uk to let us know. Plus, as a special treat for a monthly dose of trusted garden advice from the whole Grow Your Own team, We've got an exclusive offer just for the Dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash pod G, that's P-O-D-G, or call 0800 904 7000 and quote pod G to get three issues of Grow Your Own magazine for just £6. And every issue comes with a selection of free seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms.